Cause we're all alive just trying to survive And the difference in the world is always a good thing As long as the difference that you make isn't being a dope fiend I reach out to the young ones that all need some guidance And the broken hearted souls that need someone to confide in Tell me your dreams now, tell me your fears And allow me to raise my hand to brush away Yo, welcome to the BWAMS Podcast. My name is Richie Marufo, and I'll be your host. We're coming to you from Power at the Pass here in El Paso, Texas. Yeah, boy. Of course, BWAMS stands for the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series, and this show is a platform to provide a more in-depth look into the artists, musicians, and storytellers of our city. Uh, we opened up with a clip from Live, Love, and Inspire from today's guest. He was featured at the Open Mic in July of 2017, and since then, has been on a tear, working on performance after performance in our beloved city. Today, we welcome Jacob Herrera, a.k.a. Phobia the Prophet. Welcome, man. What up, y'all? Black Sheep family, we're going strong in here, man. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, man, it's a treat. And we've been trying to do this for a while, too. Um, busy schedules, like I Always, said, you've been man. performing a lot. <laughs> um, so before we kind of um, uh, continue, just maybe give us a brief intro to our listeners of yourself. Uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Phobia the Prophet, man. I'm coming hard right here from El Paso, Texas, on 915. I'm loving everything about this city, man. I love everyone here, everyone that supports what I do. Uh, Richie, you and me, man, we've been going at this for a minute now. I know, like you said, we've yeah. been trying to do this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, busy, busy schedules, man. I love it, though. I, I stay busy out there, you know, just trying to spread love to all my people, all the haters, man. Let them keep doing their thing. <laughs> but, you know, live, love, and inspire, man. That's what it's all about. That's right, man. And so just until recently, you became a solo hip-hop artist. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit more about your background in music prior to this change in your life. Um, well, when it all started for me, man, it actually started with, you know, uh, like rock and roll music. I, um, I grew up listening to hip hop cause my old man, uh-huh. but, uh, my grandfather was more like, oh, we'll check this out, listen to some of this. And then, uh, my older brother and me just started discovering music on our own. And he was actually a big influence for me cause, uh, I remember when I was a kid, my dad bought my older brother his first guitar for Christmas. Okay. And, um. <clears throat> yeah, I was, you know, little brother, man. I wanted to be like my older brother and I was, I always looked up to him real hard. And so when I started high school, I picked up a guitar and um, then a lot of stuff in my life happened and I ended up putting it down until I graduated high school. Okay. And that's kind of how I broke into it. I, uh, I met a couple of friends that I have now and uh, or friends from my past, you know, still love to them and everything like that. We, uh, I started jamming a lot. I started learning a lot. Actually, uh, my best friend, man, my homie Penguin, you know, his name is Arthur. I call him Penguin. Okay. <laughs> I tell everyone his name is Penguin. So now <clears> it's shout on out a, to Penguin. Yeah, shout out to Penguin. Now it's on a podcast, so now it's forever your name is Penguin. But uh, <laughs> I love it, man. But uh, yeah, that dude, man, he's a hell of a, a musician, man, just in general. Hell of a friend, hell of a musician. He, uh, he taught me how to get better at playing guitar. Okay. And not just that, but he's actually one of the if not the reason that I got into rapping. Okay. You know, I uh, started off writing and stuff, and then uh, he got me into hip-hop. I used to always freestyle with him every day when we were kids till like, this point. And, um, yeah, I, I jumped into the post-hardcore scene because uh, one of my old friends, man, because I was really into, like, you know, like, uh, I guess what they would call emo music. Right. Um, so that's why you're always there at Love Buzz on Wednesdays, Yeah, huh? man, represent Love Buzz. Dude. <laughs> emo fucking, night. It's like my home away from home, man. Shout-outs to George and all of them, dude, like, fucking holding me down. And every uh, week. that's probably, like, your most performed at venue. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> I've performed there, I would say, at least, like, once once a month, if not twice. You know? <laughs> I just love it there, man. It's, cool. a, it's a cool place. The environment's tight. All the homies go there. Um, you know, it's everyone yeah. takes care of me there, man. It's cool. I just yeah. I like it a lot. The vibe is right. Support local. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you write your lyrics, uh, or early on, like what do you what do you use to write? Do you write in a notebook, your phone? Um, you know what, man? When I when it first started, I was all about the notebook, man. But okay. then I, I moved around so much, I just started losing everything. <laughs> I was like, not the worst. Yeah, dude, I hate it. But you know what's even worse than that is like I started using my phone because I was like. Sometimes I'll just be driving, so, you know, mm-hmm. don't ever drive behind me, but sometimes I'll just be driving or I'll oh. just be at home, and it's like, oh, man, a lyric hits me in the head. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write that down, and I start writing, and I'll be like, I'm telling you, man, I drive sticks. I'll be, like, shifting, <laughs> driving on the I-10, writing lyrics. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, I should be looking at the road. But, uh, yeah, so I keep everything on my phone. What sucks okay. about that is uh, my old phone, actually. I had a bunch of lyrics that I wrote, and um, when I got my new phone, I kind of like neglected my old one and the other day I was like you know I'm gonna go back to my old phone and try to see what's up with maybe like take some from what I used to write and talk about and refresh myself and that phone didn't turn on so I lost no, like yeah man. I lost everything and it's like fuck <laughs> that's it's my own of, fault it's one of the pitfalls you know and uh 
as a, as an artist, I, I think so many people have have lost work. Yeah, man, that's uh, the, what was my homie called like the archives of our of our of our lyrics. But I mean, it's kind of cool at the same time. It gives you a, a refreshing start. Sometimes it sucks because you could have re- like written something super dope, and that's the point where I'm like, man, I should really you know keep a notebook. But yeah. you gotta write everything down or, or record it somehow. Yeah, it's really exactly. Important and part of your process. Yeah, I just uh, I try to tell people I'm like, don't trust your phone. I mean, I know I have a bad <laughs> habit of it myself, but it's like or, or back it up, you know. Yeah, that's you too. Save stuff, SD uh, card, on the cloud you know? or. Like so, it's not physical, but you can save it up there in yeah. the ether of the internet, whatever. Somewhere in there. So uh, when you were learning guitar, man, what, what, like as as um, you know, an artist, I th- I do think that people who are inspired to do something always have influences. So with the guitar, what kind of songs were you trying to learn early on in, in high school? Uh, one of my biggest influences, man. I've always had a thing for acoustic music, man. Like Bob yeah. Dylan was a huge influence for me. Um, now a Nobel Prize winner in literature. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, he's just tight, man. Like what I liked about it was like um, he kind of proved to me that you don't have to be a good singer to get your point across. Yeah, you know, man. as long as you can get it across with the good feeling, the good vibe, and it's Absolutely. real and genuine. That's what matters. Um, that's great, man. Because a lot of people stop themselves from from expressing. You know, like, yeah, oh, I'm not a good singer. It's like, yeah, but you'd be surprised, man. Sometimes it takes, like, I'm not a good but then, singer. But then you, know? you become unique, you know. Yeah, you Bob become Dylan you. Bob Dylan is known for his lyrics and, and uh, his unique voice. Like, you can hear a Dylan song and know it's him. And you know it's him, yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, I mean, it all str- uh, comes from just rock and roll music, man. Um, acoustically, yeah, it was, you know, Bob Dylan. I had some other influences. Um, it was mo- It was mostly, I've always been influenced by my friends, man. That's good to be I, um, have friends like that around you. Yeah, my mom was always in my face about it. Like, oh, you're such a follower. Like, if your friends jumped off a bridge. And I was like, I mean, hey, you know, I'm if not. My, if my friends jumped off the bridge, there's there might be something wrong with the bridge. Yeah, okay? you know what I mean? Like, why are we up there? And if they jump off, well, maybe I can just land on them, you know? Like, fuck. <laughs> no, give I it, like cut, that. I like that. <laughs> cut me some slack, man. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't know, man. Musically, music's just been a huge part for me in my life. That's That's kind of what I try to give back you know because i know i don't write the i don't write the happiest of songs i've been told but that's all right you know it's uh for me music has just always been that thing that just saved me it was uh it was always there for me when i don't want to say when no one was because it's kind of dramatic but (laughs) it's uh yeah that's what it was man music music literally saved my life it put me in a new place a new perspective when i had no one to talk to i could just listen to somebody Mm -hmm. else you know speak for me or express myself like that so that's what I kind of want to do and give back to the people that might be feeling like that. You know, when I started doing this, it was a, I was just at a, at a place where I felt like really alone. I felt like I was losing myself more than anything. And mm-hmm. I wanted to show people like, you know, you're not alone in this world, man. There's a bunch of people that <clears throat> feel the things you feel. And I, I definitely see a lot of that at my, at my shows, man. Wow. All these people vibe to what I talk about and they all create friendships like, yeah. you know. That's that's one aspect uh, I, I did want to bring up. You know, I, I have been to a bunch of your shows, obviously, and um, there are a few bands in town that that I can tell have a, a genuine artistry and, and and feel about them because of the the way I see their fans. Yeah, I see people at your shows. I mean, I see the same like similar people at your shows, same people, and they're singing your lyrics and they're getting really into it and they support. And I think that's that says a lot about you, yeah. you know, as an artist. And, Thanks, man. You know, you're talking about um, dealing with with heavy issues and themes. Sometimes it it's a little harder to to discuss that with people. But your music allows, I think it's it, it's a little easier for people to start introducing some of these topics. Yeah, exactly, man. It's uh, the stuff that nobody wants to talk about or they're scared to talk about. You know, right. and it's like, nah, man, those are things we all go through. You know, and. Um, I know sometimes it's kind of heavy to sit there and think about it, you know. I wouldn't want to be in the club listening to me, but, you know, it's just... <laughs> but there's can... different uh, chances, you know, um, different ways to listen to music. And, um, you know, recently I know you recorded a... You did a, f- a video for your song, Pain. Yeah, uh, that was back in... Uh, shit, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think it was in... Fuck, I can't remember. A couple years ago, maybe? No, no, this was like a couple months ago. Oh, okay, so it's pretty recent. Yeah, it was, cool. It was. I did it with this uh, this homie, man, Cesar Tello. Um, okay. I linked up with him, man. He uh, he was going to school for it, and he just asked me, you know, like, hey, um, I've been wanting to do something different, like a project for class. I've been wanting to maybe make a music video, and I'm like, I mean, I'm about it, man. Let's there get it. Go. And we did it for pain, and okay. uh, you know it's crazy because that's one of the songs I don't really ever, I don't really perform too much, okay. because uh, when I was doing it for a while, I kind of felt like 
man, is this is this the image I'm projecting? You know, mm. and because I had someone tell me like, oh man, it, it kind of seems like you're glorifying the concept, and I was like, I'm not trying to glorify you know suicide. I'm trying to make you aware of it. I'm trying to help you understand that these are real feelings that people feel. These were just yeah. my personal feelings, but I wanted to show people that if I can overcome that, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's not impossible. So, so the lyrics are essentially your, your own <clears throat> personal conversation about suicide, like thoughts and yeah, the stuff that okay. went through my head, yeah. like the, I was just stressed out, man. I was just there and I just started writing about everything that was yeah. pissing me off, you know, like, um, sometimes it's okay to let out, man. You know, I, I try to Absolutely. spread a positive note to people, you know, like to tell them to the world has enough hate in it. You know, you got to give it more love. Yeah. But that's not saying that there's no hate. You know, sometimes I have those emotions just like everybody else and you got to write it down and vent it out. And that's just, that was my way of doing it. Just telling people like, <clears throat> you know, what, let me get as real and as raw as I can. Yeah. And the people that react to it, you know, that need it will hear it and they'll understand it. And I think they do. Absolutely, and, and that's a that's a topic that a lot of people won't willingly talk about, and 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 so it is important that you are, um, that people can hear it and, and see other people. I mean, I, I think more and more so, um, studies are suggesting that that everyone suffers a little bit from depression, and that's a huge cause of, of these kind of thoughts. So, if anything, it it is helping people connect a little yeah. closer, especially especially nowadays, man. Like it's a little taboo still, you know. Yeah, everybody's just. Sucks, man. It's uh, with social media and the way things are now, man. It's like everybody's stuck in a competition with themselves, you know, and yeah. they're, they're, they're scared to be themselves because they're scared to be judged is what it looks like to right. me. Right. And, um, and and also it's, it isn't constructive to to only talk about the good things. I think it is important to acknowledge the the shitty things, too. Yeah. The things that gnaw at us, our, our fears and insecurities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of fear, right, you chose the name Phobia. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, man. Uh, man, you know what? One of my... Uh, one of my old best friends, when he actually gave me that nickname okay. a long time ago when I was in high school, it uh, it had to do with um, back in the day. I was a a lot of people don't know this actually. I was a dancer. Uh, what what kind of style? Uh, man, I did like hard style, like shuffling and stuff. Not okay. like not how people see it now. It's it's changed a lot since mm -hmm. back then. I was influenced like from where it started, you know, out in Europe and stuff like that. I used okay. to be into heavy bass and things like that. Like Would you wear like the big baggy pants yeah, and all man. that? No, I did, dude. I did yeah. it all. I had a crew and everything, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. In, in my day, it was uh, break dancing, you know? You yeah, know, the, the B-boys and stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what I tell people, man. It's like hip-hop was a big part of my life, but it's yeah. not where I started, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started like this. I even used to be, I used to be a DJ, man, believe it or not, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, my homie just gave me the name Phobia, man, because uh, it just kind of went, like I was, he's like, yo, you're a big, scary motherfucker. And, you know, it's just everybody's quote unquote worst fear you know phobia and it's like <laughs> yeah that's where it streams off from the fear man and it's kind of like i want people to face their fears you know it's an important emotion um and and uh in people's development it is important to face your fears or yeah acknowledge them at least cool man uh how when did you add the profit part of it <laughs> um that part came because there's actually a Spanish rock band called Phobia. Ah, so and yeah, yeah, I was like, you know what, man, I got to come up with something. I was like, I want to keep my name. You know, mm -hmm. I've had this name since I was a kid. You know, okay. like old school homies that know me from high school still call me that, you know. And, yeah. Um, I just always went by Phobia, Phobia. And then I was like, man, I want I want something else. I started looking at like words, you know. I was like, okay. what, what makes sense? What goes along with this? And the whole, the profit part. Uh, a prophet is like it translates to somebody that's carrying a message from like you know God and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and it's like, well, I'm a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense, you know, I'm carrying my message through my life's fears and stuff like that. So my own name is like the prophet that I'm speaking of. So I'm phobia the prophet, you know. Uh, you know, and and also when you think of um, uh, hip hop, classic hip hop, you think of the the messengers, you know the some of the early pioneers of the genre and, and yeah. the message man the yeah. message all of it man um so cool um and that's a pretty unique cultural background i do believe that an eclectic taste allows one to experience a variety of styles and perspectives um that's crucial in anybody's own artistic development um if you can recall what's one of the more unusual influences you've had uh, possibly outside of hip-hop or rock well, I mean, yeah, like how I started, man, like techno music. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's not how I started, but yeah, techno music was a heavy part in my in my life because um, I liked I liked when I was growing up, man. I just liked shit that was loud, you know. I wanted to okay. like tune everybody out, like because I was su I was such an angry child, man. Like 
I fucking hated everybody. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, teenagers typically are. Then you yeah, throw other man, things on I top was, of that. I was like hella extra about it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just going through so much shit. Like, I didn't know how to cope with it, man. You know, it was mm. like. So I lashed out a lot. I got in a lot of fights. I did a lot of dumb shit. I hung out with, like, I'm not even calling the wrong people because right. a lot of people would say it's the wrong crowd. But to me, it's like, you know, man, but they were there for me. They were like a family. They right. took care of me. But I just liked, I liked loud shit, man. I liked heavy metal music, like Deicide, like, you know, just some metal, man, mm-hmm. like some heavy metal, heavy, stuff. heavy bass music when it comes to DJs. Um, and then, you know, I had my soft spot. I'm influenced by Country music too, man. A lot of okay. people, a lot of people don't like country music, but I do, man. I think it's good for the soul. Yeah. What what aspects yeah. about it uh, reach out to you? Um, just the honesty, man. Yeah, okay. I like the honesty about it. Um, actually, it was my my old man also that got me into country music. He showed me Toby Keith and like <laughs> Keith Urban and stuff like that. And it's like people would shit on me, like, "Oh man, why do you like country music? It sucks." I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, it doesn't, man. Like, if you really think about it, a lot of music all has the same general." Um, conversation to be had yeah you know everybody's just trying to tell their story they just do it in a different tune and not everybody can jam to everything and i get that i try to you know i keep my horizons and my uh i keep them open my everything when it comes to listening to music i just love Mm -hmm. music in general man i can vibe to anything you know i like reggae music a lot you know but that's all typical i think it all goes back into Mm hip-hop um but yeah i think country country music and techno music were a definite uh a side of me that people didn't expect to hear yeah so people listening right now are even like what really yeah dude. i mean really let's just look through your ipod do you even you don't even have like we don't even use ipods as much anymore you know yeah it's crazy but i still have like my two ipods in my, <laughs> my house in I my think, closet i think if you want to learn a lot about someone take a look at their ipod yeah their music man yeah. hell yeah you, yeah you learn a lot about somebody or you know their search history and their on their internet but that's true <laughs> those are the, the two most <laughs> telling things yeah but when it comes to that man it's that's what i try to you know i'm not shoving it down people's throats but honestly i feel like people gave country music more of a chance you know i think yeah i mean i, I think people do do tend to close themselves off because i hear the same people say that about rap yeah oh know, definitely like, yeah like, and I, it's it's all based off of misconceptions dude, my and, family included yeah. man like my yeah. my grandfather used to tell me oh, i hate rap so much because they said <laughs> right. the same shit over and over yeah. and i was like well that's because you listen to the wrong kind man exactly <laughs> like, yeah Kind of have to be open a little bit to it. Yeah, I just oh. had some dude tell me on a, the other day, you know, I've had, actually this week, it's happened like three times, man, from a couple of different people. They've been like, you know, man, I don't even like rap, but I like I like what you do. I like going to your shows because I like so what you, you like talk rap. about. Yeah, so I'm like, so you do like it. You know, you just, you just don't yeah. like hearing that, you know, that radio shit. And yeah. I get that. That's cool, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And then if you, if you talk about like contemporary trends in, in rap, I know even a lot of hip-hop heads who are disgusted by Oh, the way it's turning out. Yeah. You know, man. It's more pop, you know, in a way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like they're saying, like, auto tune is killing hip hop, you know? And it's it's on a level its own, man. I've had this conversation with other um, hip hoppers and stuff. And yeah, there's always the thing where it's like, people are like, oh, no, man, it sucks. It's trash. And I'm like, you know what, man? It might, it might be, you know, and it's not, I'm not, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not going to sit back and listen to it. But the thing is, in my, in my own perspective of things, it's like, they're just doing their thing, you know? Yeah. It's, I don't know if anyone remembers, but back in the day, people used to say Lil Wayne was trash, mm, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden now he's a fucking messiah. Like, you're like, oh, Lil Wayne's this, Lil Wayne's that. I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, I was never a fan of Lil Wayne. I like some right. of his songs, but uh-huh. I wasn't going to fuck with the dude heavy like that. Yeah, I didn't listen to much of him, but uh, <laughs> it also didn't help. I, I, I saw him try and play a guitar live once. And like, ooh, yeah. That's like, what are you doing, man? But, but see, but see, what I'm saying, what, what I respect about it, though, is that he did what he wanted to do yeah. and he made it happen. That's like what these dudes are doing. Yeah, I'm not, it, obviously, dude. It, a fucking third grader could write what they're talking yeah. about. But I, I like the overall message, though, right? Don't don't close yourself off from from genres. Yeah, definitely don't, man. You should keep yourself um, open and learn. Because you never know. Maybe, you know, it'll give you a better chance of understanding that it's okay to be who you are yeah. as a person. Do you know uh, the Blue Scholars? I don't. They're a hip-hop group out of uh, Seattle. And uh, they have a line I really love. Like, even if you disagree on who the best MC is, you still bob your head to the beat like you're nodding in agreement. Okay. You know, and I, f- I feel like you can extend that out to music in, in, in general. Like, uh, even if you don't vibe with the same thing, you know, we're still there kind of yeah, nodding our heads because it brings us together. It's music, man. It's collective. And uh, so I've heard you mention Slug as an influence before. Yeah. Um, I can even hear a little bit of his style in your work. Thanks. Um, what is it? What is it that draws you towards him and his style? Um, well, he doesn't talk about bullshit, man. That's what the okay. first thing that got me. Um, man, excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> I was like mid burp. Um, <laughs> yeah, slug. Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. It's um, 
something about the way he just he's just really good at what he does man i i, I dig it a lot mm-hmm. um this he, he can tell a story you know and it, it just catches me i feel like the things he talks about i can relate to a lot more than like a lot of other songs i listen to just to listen to mm-hmm. like when i listen to him it's like he can really hit me at home with some of the shit he says you know yeah and um i i admire like where he's come from you know like as far as how it all started and like mm-hmm. now he has the label and like he got yeah. all of his team with him like it's just like yo that's that's cool man like he he never i don't even want to say he never sold out because I, I hate that term man but yeah he just he just did what he did you know and with all of his friends and everything and it just worked mm-hmm. out and he he stayed strong and it influenced me heavy in the sense of like man like if there was any mc that i would love to fuck with you know it would be that guy yo, like so uh, Slug, if you're listening, man, we'll, we'll yeah, tag you. Dude, you hit, hit this guy up. up. Um, yeah, look, look him up. Ryan you never Sings, know. Man. Get, Get at asked. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man, because the other day I actually went to, um, I caught Greaves and uh, yeah, Dan Atlas Greaves, at the yeah. Perch, man. And it was sick. I was, uh, you know, I was talking to him. I was really cool. With, or Josh, you know, Dan Atlas. His name is <laughs> Josh, man. Joshua. And I was really cool. I went to go catch their show. And, you know, it was weird because there was there was a good amount of people there. Mm-hmm. Um. And but I feel like it deserved more, man. But maybe that's just me, you know. Maybe it's it's a, a great fan. label. I, I I agree with you on that sentiment sentiment completely. Um, and and actually, that's a, another topic. That's a can of worms. Really, is um, attendance at, at shows, um, and in the scene. Um, one is that we have a scene. It's there, but a lot of people don't go out to shows. The ones who are, who are there at the shows, for the most part, are the artists themselves. Yeah. Right. But so when you have an out of town artist, you know, sometimes you get more people coming out, but. People try to support, man. That's that's the beautiful thing, man. It's just kind of hard, you know. It, it is hard to make it out, um, but you know, regardless, um, uh, what what um, when was the first time you you heard? So, like, is there like any story of like when you first heard it, and then it like it really connected oh, with you? Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's I wish I wish it happened when I was younger, man. Maybe then I wouldn't have gotten so much shit. Uh-huh. Nah, it actually happened to me when I was uh, a senior in high school. Mm. So you know, it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> but. Uh, I just became a huge fan regardless, but uh, no, nah, man, I remember it was, um, I was going through some shit, man. My uh, my old man had passed away mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years before that, <clears throat> and that song that he has uh, called Yesterday. Yes, I was yeah, just singing that at it, the end, kind of this twist. Yeah, man, it just fucked me up, because uh, my homie was like, we were just jamming, we are cruising, whatever. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's spitting about a bird, you know, like, you know, doing his that's, thing. That's what you think, right, yeah, the whole time. Hell yeah, dude, I was like, he's talking about a girl all of a sudden, then he just... He flips it on you, you know, he's like, I thought I saw you yesterday, but that couldn't have been you because you passed away, dad. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really pulls the, the rug out from Yeah, you. man, and I just started fucking with it heavier since mm. that day. And, like, um, I got into, like, a lot of his shit. Like, for Christmas, actually, uh, Penguin, he bought me a fucking, he bought me the Overcast album, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, how, like, with Spawn, when Spawn was still in Atmosphere, and that oh, shit was, wow. dude, yeah. that, that album's fucking tight, man. And uh, yeah, just a huge fan of Slug, dude. I've seen him three times when he came. When he's come here to El Paso and put nice. it tricky. Yeah, um, right. A lot of his songs, that. I try to, you know, I like it, man. I, I just jam to this guy a lot. Have you, um, in terms of like again going back to style, have you have you tried uh, those kind of writing styles that you picked up from from him or other rappers? Like like for example, kind of have this song where at the end you have this this emotional twist. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I've tried to start doing that. Just uh, recently, with the okay. with the new songs that I'm writing, I'm trying to not be so obvious, if you would call it, because I've met a lot of uh, not a lot, you know, I've met some, I've met a couple of MCs here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my one of the really good ones I hang out with a lot is my homie uh, Ruckus, man, Ralph yeah, the Ruckus. Shout out to Ralph. Yeah, shout out to Ruck, man. He, uh, I kick it with him, man, because I do the fucking, I do the mm-hmm. monster, dude. Yeah. He's a straight monster on the mic, and I got nothing but love and respect for that guy. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I was sitting down and talking to him one day, and he was just like, you know, man, he's like, sometimes, you know, it's just, he's like, I fuck with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just like, you know, too wordy, you know? Mm. You should you should try to draw more of like an image, like draw the picture for the person listening yeah. to give, like, the, let their imagination do with it. I'm like, you know, and I took that advice, and I was like, all right. So I started writing some different stuff, man, and I started mm-hmm. trying to put like little twists here and there where it's like you think you know what I'm saying, but it's like, no, nah, I'm yeah. going to be a little less direct and let you play with it a little bit. I'm glad we're having this conversation because I, I, I teach writing. I, I've taught college poetry classes, and that's one of the things that I, I try and uh, share the 
the message of music, especially hip hop, yeah. is that it has these elements to it, and it, it's very literary. You talk about the image, yeah, right. That's what I, that's what I love about hip hop, yeah. man. Like it's just it's not just one thing, you know. It's not just music. Like hip hop's a culture, man. Mm, like, absolutely. It's, it's taken over, uh, not taken over. It's been it's been such a thing. You know, I saw this video the other day. Actually, it was a. Uh, it was saying like hip hop went from being just music to being like the underground to becoming the mainstream. You know, mm. everyone's like hip hop's mm. a new rock and roll, man. It's like no, nah, yeah. hip hop is hip hop. Like let it be what it is. Like, <laughs> right. It always has to be. People always have to make something new, something. But mm -hmm. kind of, it is what it is. That's cool though. I didn't know you taught um, college classes, man. I dope. teach writing. You should and, teach me uh, some stuff, man. <laughs> And now you're teaching me some stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, but I always try and um, stress the artistic integrity of hip hop because there are some people who only have a flattened image of what that is. And so when I do writing workshops, I do incorporate, you know, elements of hip hop and like to give examples that are, are literary. For example, I give uh, the atmosphere uh, song an example. There's another artist out of the Midwest um, that isn't as big. His name is Guante. He's, Guante. A, he's a spoken word poet, hip hop artist. And his stuff is very literary, like storytelling, but like he's yeah. got some some sick rhymes. And uh, I just I love hearing about this conversation you had with with uh, Ruckus. Yeah, man. About creating an image. Yeah, it's crazy, know. dude. Like I'm telling you, man. Like there's a lot of there's a lot going on inside the minds mm -hmm. of of like these hip hop heads out here, man. Like people lot. would be surprised, like what you can learn from people, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and our, and our words are our weapon. You know, this is how our the way to tell our story to express ourselves and. That's ever so important. Yeah, it's like Reb's always telling me, man, we're sharpening our swords, you know? Yeah, yeah. shout out to Rebel Agnostic yeah, Rebel as well. Agnostic, man. My mentor, yeah. dude, that fucking, that dude, man, I remember when I first started, man, that guy, he came at me, like, and uh, yeah. him and uh, John Steady, man, shout out to Steady, dude. Just saw both those guys this past Sunday. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's why I wanted to be there, man, I saw they were both there. <laughs> it was actually, it's crazy, because, you know what, going back to, like, how it started for me um, with the solo stuff, it's because I just started rapping, man, and I met Steady yeah. at a karaoke bar. Actually, uh, one of right. one of our mutual friends was the KJ there, and um, we started just hanging out, man, and spinning bars with each other. And then uh, <laughs> he he started pushing me more, like to be better, because he saw something in me, I guess. And uh, yeah. he introduced me to Rev, and then from there, Rev kind of like Rev told me something that kind of like sparked a fire, man. He was mm -hmm. like, you know what? He told Steady, he was like, this is the next guy. This this is the guy. Like he's gonna be. You know the next generation wow. that's gonna spread this, and what I an endorsement, man! Yeah, it was yeah. insane, man. Yeah. I, I didn't. It fuck. It took me off off the wall for a little bit. You know, I was like, man, I never had. Like I said, because I was in a you know I was in a bad place, and to have such an endearing um, support from someone that didn't even know me, but just yeah. from what I he talked about, yeah. he like he believed in it, oh, and great. he would take me, and we would some. I would see him like every month, every two months. I would he would disappear on me, mm -hmm. and I'd see him again. And then, like, every time I would see him, it would always be at a good time. You know, I would just start the career. We sat down at a bar, had a drink, and he would start telling me things, man. So it was, like, the point. Like, he just, he was, like, a mentor to me when, yeah. when it first started. And into this point, man, he's always teaching me yeah. shit. Um, I, now it's, like, we've become, like, you know, like, brothers, man. Like, uh, we flow together. We perform together. Jay's a cool dude, man. He is, man. Uh, and I saw I saw you uh, jump up on stage with him at Village Vibes. Yeah, man. Uh, pass fuck it, it, pass with, it, pass yeah, it around. Yeah, dude, Riboflavin, man. Dude, Riboflavin's been one of my to top bands since they, like, first started. Because I, I love the, the strategy behind that whole band and concept. Man, with me and Penguin are always bumping and just being like, yeah. yo, they're hella underrated, man. They should be fucking... That album is crazy, man. Full circle. I mean, they've been around for a while, dude. Yeah, I mean, but I wish they had more, like... Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just a fan, dude. I'm a huge fan. So Same I, here, I wish man. It was uh, like, we just uh, we just had them on our TV show. Um, so on Sunday, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we did the live recording, and so like like you said earlier to to your friend, you know, it's it's recorded and it's out there. And I'd like to get you on at some point too, man. For for PBS, uh, that'd be cool, man. You know, uh, but you know, we we've had we've had Riboflame. We had Space Captains, you know. Yeah, man. See, that's what on makes there. me mad is because I miss both of those. Because <laughs> when it came to the Space Captains one, I got sick, man, and it was just it sucked. I was like, fuck, I really wanted to go. And then Ribo had it, but then I had I had a show that same night, and it was like, shit, dude. Like, why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> like, well, we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, El Paso. A lot of people call it like the, the little big city. You know, uh, yeah. it's kind of caught in between. I, I think because it is really a big city, especially when you throw in Juarez, because I think that's important as well. Yeah, it's crazy um, to think that we have like a, another country like right next and to us. So, and so, and you know, a lot of people go back and forth, and especially with our arts and culture, entertainment, it, it, there is a confluence here. And but one thing, you know, I, I always pe hear people complain about, um, and you've probably heard it too. There's nothing to do here. Oh, and now that you've been in the scene, you know that's just not true. I huh? know it's bullshit, yeah. dude. Like I just had this conversation. I told this guy, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yo, it was a, 
it was just, he, he's a rapper, man. He started asking me, he's like, oh, how can I, you know, get more out there? And I was like, go to more shows, man. I was like, there's you, a show it, like yeah. every day, dude. Mm-hmm. Like there's something to do. It On just a day, depends. there's like two or three events you have to choose from. Yeah, dude, you know, sucks. You, were, <laughs> you know, which really led me to this part of the conversation is it's kind of like, oh, I really want to go to this show, but then there's this show and I'm throwing this show myself, so I can't go to them. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I run into that problem all the time, man. Um, and it's a good problem because, uh, you know, that is something you see in, in major, big, major cities. Yeah, it's cool. It, you know, I, I've never heard that before. A good problem. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, man. It's a good problem, yeah. You know, I'd rather have that than like, than well, there's nothing, nothing to, do. to do. Yeah. It's like, nah, there's something to do, man. You just got to go out there and find it. It's just those people are stuck because, uh, and I remember growing up, dude, I remember mm-hmm. like, especially with like my generation, dude, they're constantly bitching that there was nothing to do. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, this is like a retirement city. It's just mad. I'm like, well, have you ever like gone out and like looked for it? Right. right. Cause there's always something to do, man. It just, or like other people are like, oh, all there is to do is go to bars. And it's like, well, I mean, it's not it either. It just depends on you. I think it's your mentality. It it does. It's all your mentality. It's how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, the way I see it is, is people who give that criticism, I think they're often looking for for shallow means of instant gratification, something that make them feel good in the moment there, but might not have a whole lot of substance or, or meaning behind it. To me, yeah. you know, they're looking for you know what people always talk about a theme park, getting a Six Flags out here, or an arena or a stadium, something that they can go out to once in a while and you know spend a lot of money and you know have that. But that then, makes sense. Yeah, they're not they're not so much looking for something to do. It's Kind of like, like they just want something. Kind of yeah, they want yeah. something to be there so they don't have to go to it. Is what it looks like. But, to, but like, to, me, to me, you know, uh, there's there's something in growing a culture, right? Culture is the way you live everyday life. Something centered yeah. around the arts, around music, around expression, and you've been part of that scene now, right? You you get to see like the artists, the musicians, the people creating stuff, and yeah, and that, you know, it's, it's crazy because as a performer, man, I'm, I've seen so much more of it than when I was just going. You know, I used to, I mean, I did a lot, man. I did a lot in the the scene itself, you know. I was always hanging around with bands. I was on the road with bands. Mm-hmm. I um, I worked at the at a venue, you know, as a bouncer. I was a bartender. Mm-hmm. Like, I did stuff like that. So you, you've worn many hats. Yeah, man, a lot. <laughs> you know, I was a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none yeah. kind of thing. But um, but then you flipped a switch, I and now you're a yeah, master. You're trying to get to this mastery of Master your art. of ceremonies, man, MC, yeah. you know. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I like the way you, you flipped that, you know. Thanks, man. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely. And as a performer now, it's like it's crazy because if it's not one of my shows i've met so many different people where they have shows and sometimes it's not even just shows man there's there's a lot of other things going on there's mm-hmm. there's art shows going on yeah, you man. know what i'm saying like there's crazy things going on if you on, look like, here at power at the past man we have art all over the dude, world dude i know it's it's insane our, like this is the kind of stuff man. that people are like oh there's nothing to see i'm like bro have you you should see this like it's like no matter where my eyes go there's so much impressive art like and, shout outs to the artists that all like you know put this all together man sure man like here at power you know we have uh our our homies los visionaries los visionarios yeah dude and they put on some good shows that's you were here last time when a space captains collective uh played yeah man those guys are cool as fuck man i'm really good friends with uh ricardo man with inks Inks, yeah yeah man me and that dude way back dude yeah they're cool cool dudes and then there's artists all over the city and and so people like again nothing there's there's art markets now there's farmers and art markets there's art markets isn't that crazy dude like i I was telling my grandma about that like i hung out with her the other day and i was like She's like, oh, why are you, why are you always going out? And I was like, you know, what, Grandma, I, I understand your concern because before I used to just go out and get fucked up and do <laughs> dumb shit, but now it's like, no, nah, I go out and there's stuff going on, like an art market. That's something yeah. I never thought I'd be a part of. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, yeah, man, and and think it's cool, you know, but it is because yeah. uh, you see a lot of people hustling, doing their craft, and and being proud of that. And that's who they are. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's who they are as people. It's their passion, and you know, everyone's just a regular person that on the outside of things, you know, yeah, and then you get to know them, you get to see what they're about and what they, what they have. And like, I've been totally taken off guard, even still, and I'm still learning things about all my friends that I shit, dude, it's just crazy. <laughs> I feel like time has, I feel like I've known these people my whole life and, and it's just like, it's only been like about shy of a year that I've yeah. been doing this, you know? And, and, uh, that's such a huge impact. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> that's such a huge impact because I think of, uh, what, rather than happiness, how do we create meaningfulness? And I think it's in that, because uh, meaningfulness isn't just equate of happiness. It's a whole spectrum of, of emotions, of feeling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with your shows, I, I see you have 
you've already kind of given shout outs to some of these guys, but you know, you're always performing with Pals Venus. Those guys are so dope. You oh, know? Man, I love Tell me about that, guys, you know, working with these guys and doing shows where it's like, you guys are playing very different genres, but it's yeah. still, you guys can still vibe a show together. You know, man, it comes down when it comes to the vibe, it's just a personal thing, man. Like it's, yeah. it's, well, you know, what's crazy is, um, when I first heard about these guys, um, I went to one of the shows, but I was, I was so like trashed. Man. Was it at Lobas? No, it wasn't. It was at, um, fuck, where was it? Shit. You know what? It's going to be, <laughs> well, it, it wasn't at one of our regular spots, okay. man. I remember that it was, uh, I can't even remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe that part doesn't matter, but tell us about first time. Yeah. yeah okay. Them. So the first time I heard about them was, uh, from a homegirl, man. And we went to okay. go see them, but I was so drunk, man. Like <laughs> I didn't even pay it. I didn't pay it any attention. And I told I told Joel, you know, their singer. I told him about this. <laughs> so I was time. like, I was like, yo, man, the first time I saw you guys, I paid no mind. Like, at least you knew it, it was, was them, just, though. Yeah, well, because they were playing, and I was so trash, and I was just there, like, eh, whatever, like, you know, I didn't care. I was talking to some girls, doing my thing, but a couple like later, I uh, I caught them. I think I want to say, you know, it doesn't matter. But I saw them finally, and when I saw them, man, it was so dope because I was I was there, and I recognized them. I was like, hey, don't I know these guys? And they played, and I kind of just lost my mind in it, man. Like yeah. I was there, and yeah. it was so good. Like it, it, it was just right in the moment. It made me feel something real. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. genuine. I could see the, I could see the hard work. I could see like what they were putting out there. The music sounded tight. Uh, the songs, man. The songs were cool. Yeah. And I know that little lie that Joel used to have, man, where he didn't even have. Not no one knows this. I'm about to put him out there, but um, <laughs> he he used to freestyle all of his songs before i guess now they recorded it okay and yeah, now they're committed to yeah it. now he has set lyrics and it's yeah. funny because when i saw them i was like man this guy's really good and i was jamming to it my favorite song that they have that they play every now and then one time they played it at a show just for me is a this oh, song called nice. panda prom i love this song man i don't know what it is it's just super cheesy dude i could hear that shit like in a in a high school love movie or some crazy shit like that you know <laughs> but um <clears throat> yeah the music man it was just really good and after that i sat and i talked to these guys and um it was kind of it was strange at first, you know. I didn't okay. realize I didn't realize I had known them, besides them being the band. Yeah, you like, met them around around the scene. Well, I met them at a, at house parties actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I met like I knew Sam, uh, the guitarist. Yeah. I met him a couple of times. We kicked it. We talked, but I never really, you know, I didn't I didn't know that he was in Pilots, and we would just vibe, and it was there. And he actually told me one time that he thought he felt like he always had a hard time talking to me. And oh. I was like, why? He's like, oh, you're just an intimidating looking guy. And I was like, nah, man, well, you know what it is. And now well, we're like, we're well, your name is Phobia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, all of them are super cool, man. Shout out to Joel, Sam, are, Maribel, Razo. Like, yeah. And we, we vibe so well, man, like on a personal level that it's like when we put shows together and perform together, there's there's moments that you have to be there to see it. Like we actually, I've been on stage with them. Yeah. You know, they'll throw on a beat and some riffs, and I'll go up there and I'll just start spitting bars. I've given them an introduction, you know what I mean? Like at their shows before. And it's just wild, man. What I love about it so much is like the dedication that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a crazy energy that I've, I've been a part of the scene as far as watching bands come and go. And mm-hmm. that energy and that, that love and drive that they have is something special, man. Like it's, it's real. It makes you feel like you're really a part of something. And yeah. that's kind of like what made me want to be there so much. And I haven't missed, well now recently because I've been, you know, schedules, but mm-hmm. for a long time, man, I didn't miss a single one of their shows, dude. Like I went to every single show. Like I didn't care. I just had to be there. You know, there was a show where I was like the only person in the crowd, <laughs> but <laughs> it was still cool, man. Like I got a love, a lot of love for those guys, man. And, um, I'm, I can't wait to see how far they're going to go with everything they're doing. I believe in them. Yeah. And uh, what's kind of <clears throat> cool about it is um, they support what I do, yeah. you know. And it's cool to have that kind of support because I've never, in my experience, I've never seen that before. I've never, mm-hmm. I had never seen hip-hop artists perform with bands. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't looking in the right places, but I had never once seen it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say we're the pioneers of it because we're probably definitely not, but <laughs> it was cool to see it here locally to be able to do that because people yeah. were like, oh, you guys have hip-hop and you have MCs, or sorry, you have hip-hop and you have yeah. bands, you know, yeah. and it's live. And uh, actually, my homie, shout out to Mark Dobbs, man, from Delia Blue. Yeah. We uh, started putting these shows together at Love Buzz, uh, the Sad Jams and Savage Slams. Uh, that name actually came from, I, was, I used to be part of this old crew, man, called uh, DQSAS. 
and um, we're the Savage Ass Syndicate, and it was super. We have a song out, man. It's a super banger. If you've ever wanted to hear me on a banger, that's the song to hear. All right. But um, that's how the name came because it was like their sad music and my savage music. I was there the first go. MC to be on that show, and then it was mm-hmm. me and five bands. Wow. And I was hell intimidated, man. Like it was like it was my second show ever when I first started back last year in May. Wow, what a <clears> contrast. Yeah, it was supposed to be for my birthday, but we had to push it back. But anyway, so with that, it, it just it just started becoming that, man. We were able to just put it together with bands and MCs, and now we've tried to keep it consistent like that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to see, you know, you, you'd be surprised, I guess, what kind of people like your shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um, and so uh, to go back to Pilots, yes, they're, they're an amazing band. Uh, they've been one of my favorites. And there's a lot of uh, parallelism to to each of you guys. Yeah. Um, one is that you guys kind of started around the same time. Like they like both of you guys started just really getting out there in the scene and performing a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Which is important, you know, when you're starting out. Um, the other thing is, um, as I mentioned about you earlier, I see the same thing where you know you they have an, a, a fan base that appreciates them and comes out. Yeah, and man. part of that is because they show the love. Back hard and hang out they'll real, hang out with hard. they'll hang out you know and and because a lot of bands do like they'll maybe play a show and just don't interact with the, with the crowd a whole lot man, man these they, guys they you know, straight up <laughs> genuine about it yeah that's that's the oh, thing man like uh, same well, for you man. Going, going back to what you said uh, about that it's crazy it's um yeah well, i guess we kind of did in a way come out at the around the same time but you know what's crazy is uh talking to joel he's actually been doing it for like four years with mm-hmm. pilots with the name and it started off with just him and razo like him oh, okay. and the drummer man and uh, he told me the whole story about it. It's interesting. You should like you know talk to him about yeah, that. But that's I've, that's I've, his. I've, I've definitely uh, that's his invited, story. Invited them. So yeah, that's, future uh, episode. That's his story to share, man. I'll let him like share that with cool. you because it's you a really that. good story to hear. But yeah, definitely. Um, that's what I'm saying, man. With, with when it comes to uh, something that they do that I admire is the interaction and the love they give back to their their fans. Yeah, you know they're it, always there. They're, they're a part of it. Yeah, you they, see it pay you, off. You're there, man, and it's it's real. Like and the support they get back, it's because. You just have to see these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Anyone listening that hasn't seen these guys before, you gotta go to the shows. You have to, man. That's just anyone, everyone. You know, one of the reasons I started this podcast is so maybe people who are listening who've never <clears throat> don't make it out a whole lot, go out to a show that the, the artists appreciate it and they yeah, will, they, yeah. will sh- they will show it to you. It's all nothing but love. Give and it I, back. I love that. I love that word you use, the parallel, because we definitely are parallel to each other, man. <laughs> like the energy is a totally different spectrum when we perform together. But it's it's great because it's still as impactful as how I'd like to see it. You know, yeah. I, I I like I see the scene you guys are creating now. As far as uh, you as an artist, are there any other local or nearby acts that you'd like to collaborate with in the future, or what do you envision moving forward <clears throat> as an artist? Um, you know, when it comes to collaborations, there's a few people I've had in mind like working with. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, though, I'm kind of just letting it come my way. I'm not really trying to go look for it. Um, especially because I'm working on the EP and everything. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to track myself, you know, because I have been getting, uh, what's the word? I've been getting noticed more for mm-hmm. what I've been doing, but a lot of it comes with. I don't want to say hate. It's um a lot of it comes with a load of like well, it, oh man you're you're new you're fresh. The you're spotlight this. is always gonna have a variety of perspectives. A lot of responses, right? There you go. We'll call we'll call them perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's constantly telling me how, how new I am. You know, some people tell me I need to pay my dues and stuff like that. Mm, that, that you hear that one a lot from from people who've been in the scene. Yeah, and that's bit. that's cool, man. I get it. You know, but it's <laughs> like I'm paying my dues as a hip hop artist, but I've been a part of this scene for a long time. You know, I've yeah. paid my dues, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, in in a way that that even that phrase is is a kind of gatekeeping. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's limiting, man. I feel oh, like people. Totally keep themselves in that mentality like oh you yeah. can't do this because you haven't why 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 the in, fuck in a not? way i mean it's it's a little bit of a projection of an insecurity of like oh we yeah, don't want to be overthrown uh, i mean toppled. and it's not even like that because i'm not i tell everyone that i've met man i've met some badass people in the oh, scene yeah. especially the hip-hop scene right here like we have some locally talented motherfuckers you know mm-hmm. like Tezu, man like abs one ralph the ruck all the dudes from space captains mm-hmm. dude there's all these mcs i perform with profit rebel agnostic you know that we talk about constantly because i'm constantly with them they're constantly in my life and it's real man all these dudes just they go in and they do their thing and they they work hard at it and those are the dudes that I like to, you know, we fuck with each other. And there's there's other MCs that I haven't had the opportunity to actually perform with or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that or get to know. And I would love to. Yeah. Um, 
but when it comes to that whole thing about where I'm at, I'm just trying to do the best of what I can do and be who I am. I'm not trying to take over the scene. I'm not trying to become yeah. number one in the scene, man. I'm just trying yeah. to spread my message and be who I am. You know what I'm saying? That's why when people are telling me to slow down, it's like <laughs> what I've learned this year is uh, I keep telling people this. You know, sometimes you got to take a step back to step forward, but mm-hmm. I don't think you should stand in place. Right. I think you should keep moving. I think you should keep doing what you're doing. And it's worked for me, man. All the people that told me to slow down, all the people that gave me a bunch of shit, those are the same people giving me props now at <laughs> where, where I am and where I've come. And I'm like, dude, because I just, you know, they're like, how did you get here? I'm like, because I fucking wanted it, man. I, yeah. I put in my yeah. work. I I talked, I threw shows, I did what I did. I talked to people. I let my my skills speak for themselves, you mm-hmm. know, for themselves can't even talk <laughs> and i just you know i'm not saying i'm like the top of the tier and shit like that but i'm coming man I'm, a, a lot I'm of doing people it. misunderstand that like it's a it's a very common conceit in in uh in hip-hop right i'm the best on any and people again associate that but that's not necessarily true yeah right it's also just about telling your story like like you've been doing yeah um, and i tell people i'm like because uh you know in my songs i say i'm the best but i'm not saying i'm the best mc <laughs> i'm just saying i'm the best at me I'm mm-hmm. the best of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There's no one that can do what I do. And I'll, I'll say that proudly, man. There is no one that can do what I do because what I do is an element of its own. Yeah, man. You, um, This is a great opportunity. Do you want to spit something a cappella maybe? Just uh, yeah, some lyrics? Yeah, actually, uh, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, I'm gonna, I think it's like a cheat sheet here, man. I kind of actually wrote something. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just audio, man. You could have just like. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're right. It's all good. It's all good. You're being honest, man. Yeah, we're going to edit sure. that part out. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'm just like, if we did like, yo, man, that's a great opportunity to spit something on Capella. You got any words for us that you want to share? Okay. Let me see. Yo, it's like, lately I haven't been feeling myself. I've been having a hard time trying to figure this out. It's like, I don't want anybody around because I'm tired of being picked up to be put back down. They say, don't worry, man, you should give it some time and someday somebody will understand the shit that's in your mind. It's hard to believe that, you know, maybe they're right because I spend every night alone and I'm wondering why. Can I really make a change or is that shit a lie? They told me I see the truth if I just open my eyes. Now I've seen so much that all three of them cry. It's easier for me to accept that maybe I'm the bad guy. Well, nobody gives a shit. They're just looking for likes and I'm caught up in this moment of trying to change up your life. Well, see, I've been handcuffed before they read me my rights. That's why I refuse to ever give up on my fight. When I say I'm the leader, I'm not saying that I'm better. I'm just looking and following the path left by my ancestors. Anyone can lead. That's the point of my lecture. But can you take the stress of being called a protector? They keep telling me to slow down and keep it simple, stupid. Stop chasing love. Leave that bullshit to Cupid. There's no bow and arrow that will ever set you free unless you're prepared to take one straight to your knee. Well, destiny isn't something that I believe in, but maybe that's the way to explain why this has happened. How did I get to this point of no return? I close a chapter and there's another lesson to learn. This fire, it burns. I don't think I'll ever put it out. I'm just fucking sick of people telling me how I should be, how I should eat, how I should sleep, how the fuck I should breathe. I wish they would leave and maybe that's what they did. I wanted them gone so bad that they left all the good people. Now I'm just stuck with the rest. Maybe that's why I have so much pain in my chest, but how can I be mad? What the fuck did I expect? Now it's not about who sticks around, but who's leaving next. That's why I have this rope dangling so close to my neck. Maybe that's what it takes. It's a reality check. I just feel sorry for whoever has to clean up my mess. I want so much more. All I'm giving is less. The king has fallen. I've always sucked at chest i should have paid attention to my teachers instead of those street goons who were just chasing the bread i wish i would have learned how to keep a clean bed because maybe then i could have had a clean head well don't give me pity give me your smiles instead because that's what you wish you did the day that i'm dead wow man so that's some new shit huh yeah man i just woke up one day dude and i was just like fuck (laughs) you know i don't know man it just kind of well i dig the message man It, it actually does echo a lot of what we talked about today like yeah. big time, you know. I heard, I heard those themes. Yeah, it, I also it, heard a meme. Yeah, you did heard. You, the, did yeah, you took an arrow, like, arrow to the knee? Yeah, oh my man. God, man. Like he just did that. <laughs> yeah, because it, it comes down to this, man. Like uh, one of my biggest, my biggest flaws, I would say, as a human, mm-hmm. uh, is love, man. I like to, I try to spread love. You know what I'm okay. saying? But I'm talking about love, like on a more intimate level. You know, um, something I've learned is that you have to make a lot of sacrifices to do certain things in your life. And sometimes you have to sacrifice things that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's a sacrifice, you know? Absolutely. And I've been caught up sometimes looking for love in what Mm. they call the wrong places. (laughs) And uh, it got to the point where I just kind of gave up on it. 
you know i'm like nah i'm yeah. not gonna look at that aspect of life or whatever hmm. so that's why i wrote that line you know it's like they tell me to slow down and keep it simple stupid stop chasing love leave that bullshit to cupid mm-hmm. there's no bow and arrow that will ever set you free unless you're ready to take one straight to your knee because you know from skyrim man he was like I'm, i used to be a warrior and then i took an arrow to the knee so yeah. it's like it's a great, great yeah. line, man. <laughs> thanks man I think a lot of people who who are very much in the scene, the limelight performers, um, experience that. You know, when you're talking about romance or love, you know, the yeah, pursuit right. of it. Sometimes it's 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 crazy uh, to to have on your mind while you're doing this other thing, this other thing that your passion, your love, and, and so on as well. It's like uh, one thing I learned, man. You know, I'm gonna shout out one more another person, my homie uh, Scotty D'Angelo, man. Yeah. This guy before before. Everyone else, there was this guy, man. I know, you know, I talked about Steady and Rev, how they mentored me and they helped bring me up. But, you know, before those guys, man, there was this homie, Scotty D'Angelo. I was actually in the crew with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Savage S in the kit. He's uh, the mastermind, dude. He was one of the people that started with it, and he told me how far I was going to go, how to how to be better at it. You know, he's like, you're you're going to be a monster someday you're gonna be this great person and this and that but he always told me um when it came down to like this whole aspect of like love and stuff like that he was like one thing that he personally believes that he told me was you know a good thing to follow i guess um it's like i don't need somebody to guide me you know i need somebody to ride with me that's Mm -hmm. how the whole ride or die concept comes in you know and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, you're right, this and that. And it, it ended up happening, man. You know, see, I, I personally, a lot of people don't know this either, but, well, no, some people do know this, actually. Uh, I fucked up, man. I um, I had that, you know. I was young, though, and I, um, yeah. I thought my life was going somewhere else. <clears throat> that went its own path. That went its own direction, you know. And uh, I let that go because I started focusing on this because I couldn't, I couldn't put this aside anymore. You know, this is what I learned. I wanted to be, I learned the world is bigger than I am. And I wanted to make a change. And I, it came with giving that stuff up. And then later on, I ended up getting with this new girl mm-hmm. and dude, she totally tried to fuck my shit up. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, it was, it's very simple, man. I try to tell these women, you know, that want to be a love interest. I'm like, it's, it's not hard. It's like, be a part of my life, but mm-hmm. don't try to get in the way of what I'm doing. Because as soon as you do, I mean, I'm call me an asshole, but that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I broke up with this girl because of that. It's mm-hmm. like I went to the studio. She tried to get in the way, and I was like, "Yo, like that's not cool," yeah. and I'm not gonna have it. Like it's not gonna fly. This is just this is my life now. I need you. I don't need a woman to guide me. I need you to stand by my side and just be there for me. Be there with me. Succeed mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. have your own success. And um, one of the references, I guess, comes from like um, that. You ever listen to Lil Dicky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, got this. He's got bit. this song, man. Um, what the fuck is it called? It's with Brandon Urie from <clears throat> Panic at the Disco. It's a good song. It's a oh, it's called Molly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Molly. He talks about it in the in his song, like how he broke up with his longtime girlfriend because of his rap career, you know. And he's like, you know, I want you back, but the fact is, I'll never put you. Or you know, I want you back, but the fact is, I'll always put you second to rap. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's just the reality. He's like, I just hope you're there when I'm done. And yeah. that's what it comes down to. And it's not just hip hop artists, man. It's exactly. I've seen it everywhere. It's yeah, artists, that's what I, it's I was rock like, bands, everyone. Right now, like that's kind of this weird balance people try and find in their lives. Yeah, and it yeah. sucks because it's it's definitely it's a lonely road, man. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking lonely. Definitely road. can be, <laughs> like, man. Definitely can be. Um, speaking of the road, so um, as as we start to wrap up, can you tell us a little bit about your your upcoming EP and tour? I hear of. Oh yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Okay. Um, this EP, man, I'm, uh, it's totally coming off the wall. I'm in love with it. That's part of what I was saying earlier when you guys take a step back, step forward. See, I was working on the EP, some shit happened, mm-hmm. uh, I ended up scrapping the whole thing and I started over and I started working with this new producer. Um, his name is, he goes by Marvin. His name is Andres, mm-hmm. but he goes by Marvin. He made me some killer beats, man. I started writing to them and shout outs to my space captains man fucking rancor kills Mm -hmm. he's helping me get it all together we're in the recording process right now the name of the ep is called feel something uh, because that's the whole concept behind it yeah Yeah. i just want people to feel something you know what i'm saying um it touches base on like you know dramatic things or some storytelling in it there's Mm -hmm. just some political aspects 
uh, really took some time with it. You know, I wrote some shit. It has like my own story, little pieces of it here and there. Um, hoping to have that done by you know the end of this month. Have it out sometime. Start showing more love to it. One of the songs on the EP actually is coming from when I first started. So uh, that song I have called Apology, mm-hmm. the one I wrote from Old Man. Uh, you know, also shout out to another space captain, uh, Adam Asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording the video. We're in the process of recording the music video for it right now, which is turning out great. I'm excited to be working with him, him and uh, his crew from Board Film Studios. Yeah, shout out to Board Film. Right. And uh, when it comes to the tour, man, that's part two of the whole step back to step forward thing, man. <laughs> me and uh, me and Ruckus, we, uh, we've we been working together a lot lately. Um, and we started making, you know, bigger decisions, I guess, to go out and try to see what's up with the world. Uh, we were supposed to actually take off in March, but some things came up so we had to step back from it right and we decided to actually book for june so now some you know i'm not gonna i don't want to give away too much yet but pieces of the puzzle are starting to fall in place and hopefully the next time you hear my name will be from another city yeah yeah that'd be cool so so where can people who want to follow up on that tour and and really just see your work as it's released, where can they follow that online? I would tell people to, you know, go check out my Facebook page, Phobia of the Prophet, man. That's where I mm-hmm. post I post a lot. You know, I post updates on shows, I post videos here and there. I'll even even when I'm out and about, man, I'll post clips on the story, like from the shows I'm at. If you want to really like get into it, you know, um follow me on Instagram, man. Yeah. I'm really active on my Instagram. Same thing, Phobia of the Prophet. Yeah, Phobia the Phobia of the Prophet. I'm hella active on Instagram, man. Mm-hmm. You see all my flyers there. I take pictures with people. Like I share events. I see when I go to shows, constantly sharing all the bands playing. My phone sucks. So it sounds like shit, but it's still good. <laughs> you know, shout out if anybody wants to buy me a new phone. Um, I have a Twitter. It's at phobia duh profit because <laughs> with a da. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't. Apparently, the one letter was too much. So oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's stupid. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, also on SoundCloud, Phobia the Prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on, I think I'm going to go on Spotify pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, once you get the, the music out. Yeah, once I get the EP out and all that. Um, actually, what I haven't told anyone, which I guess I'll tell now, I'm actually um, considering taking off all my old songs from mm-hmm. SoundCloud once the EP comes out. <laughs> so enjoy them while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, kind of like a fresh start. Not a fresh start, but it's, you know everything will be what it needs to be and where I need to be with it. And I'm looking forward to it all, man. Yeah, I get the concept, definitely. Let um, me, uh, yeah, sorry. I don't know. I, thought, I felt like I had something to say. But <laughs> it's like kind of like You just, always have something to say, man. Yeah. Uh, so definitely follow his stuff online. Keep up to date with his work and everything. Yo, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, man. Yeah, would you I mind hope. if I just like give a few more shout outs yeah, before please, we go? Yeah, please, please. Cool. Shout outs. Sorry, I was like, shit, hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of it. So if y'all are listening to it here's your here's your shout out to my people man first shout out goes out to cash domino the homie josh man always there you know coming through you see him at my show spinning my set dude's a monster of his own check him out at cash domino on instagram shout out to rancor kills of course all my captains dude you guys are killing it do your thing shout out to my dude virgo season those of you that don't know, he made the beat for Apology. Mm. Shout out to Sabrina James for being a heavy part of that song, for uh, you know all the great things. Um, I don't know who else I'm missing. Those are the people that I work with musically. Right. You know, shout out to you, man. Shout out to B Wams for having thank me you, here. Shout out to Power of the Past and everybody, man. All y'all listening, dude. Black Sheep family, we're going in. <laughs> Foby the Prophet, you know. That's it. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Uh, we're going to actually close things off. You've already mentioned it, but this is going to be Apology by Phobia the Prophet. Peace. Ladies, y'all. Take these vital ends and cruel. Have you 
ever tried driving drunk it's kind of fun I guess it's true what they say like father like son and the bottles my addiction man it gets me feeling right so I'll mix it with some shit just to get me through the night the wrong part of town now they're saying to shoot on sight so I picked up my mic and kissed my grandma goodbye always trying to find my father I found him in the sky but I still don't understand why he had to go and die we all make mistakes man he wasn't a bad guy I wanted to say more but it just wasn't my time too bad my old man will never hear me rhyme you should learn to cherish yours cause I already lost mine and deep within that pain creates another kind of youth to gain inside your truth but what kills me the most isn't the pain I feel inside it's just the last time that we spoke man I didn't say goodbye how was I supposed to know I'd never see you again when they told me you were gone I thought it was all pretend I mean you wouldn't leave right you'd always have my back I was only 12 I didn't think you'd just get up and pack I hated you all the tears that you had caused me I learned to move on but your faces still haunts me my grandmother prays for me to have a better life the house the kids and a beautiful wife I wish I could stop listening to my pride the fifth of November is the day that you died I should have said I loved you cause now I regret it you said follow my dreams so I better go and get it and I'm my father's son you best believe I represent it at your funeral said I'm sorry man I hope you know I meant it meant it That you were gone I know this song will never write any of my wrongs it's been so long I miss you and so does my mom I wish you were here just so you could sing along and deep within that pain creates another kind